HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Casella's Prosciutto Speciale. Learn more at casellasalumi.com. This week on Meet and 3, we continue our trade series with a piquant look at the many faces of the spice trade. From the high price tag of saffron to the ubiquity of chilies and the potential ripple effect that farmer protests in India may have on the global spice market. You know, farmers are, are protesting because they feel like their lives and livelihoods are on the line. You find it in a lot of cured foods, like cured meat and Parmesan cheese. Um, you also find it in ripening foods, like ripe tomatoes are very high in uh, MSG. So there's sources of it all over the natural world. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. So welcome to another episode of Take Two, which is a new series I'm doing this year where we're going back to previous guests, trying to figure out, you know, what they've been up to since we last spoke, what, what they're working on now, um, and, and especially what, you know, how they survived 2020. And this week, I'm pleased to have Phil, to have um, Frida Muyambo back with me in, not in, in the same space. <laughs> Because last time we spoke, we were actually both in Lagos, right? We were both in Lagos, yeah. Um, yeah. different times, and um, it's 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 amazing how how things change. But welcome back! Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Uh, last time we spoke, what, has it been two years? I feel like it's been a while. It's two years. Last um, time we spoke, yeah, it's it was twenty eighteen, so wow. almost two yeah, almost years. Two, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. and um, we did uh, a great, absolutely fantastic. It's one of the top episodes of all time. Great crash oh, course. Really? Yeah, wow. it is. It is. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, I I never told you this. You know, no. You know, I oh, I, I I think we we've just been we've just been following. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was last summer we shared it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, extremely and, popular. Because um, for anyone that hasn't listened to it yet, we should. Um, Frida did. An absolutely incredible um, crash course on African foods and flavors. So much so, so that 
um, we ended up having a two-part episode because it was it was yes, so good. <laughs> remember that we spoke for. I remember that. Yeah, we spoke for quite a bit. Um, I was trying to find the episode number, which I should have looked up for people that want to go back and listen. Um, one second, I will find it. So it's episode seven and episode eight. Very early on. Wow. Yeah. 2018. Episode seven and episode eight. For those who want to go back and listen to that full episode, it was really good. Um, Frida did a good job of walking us around the continent, describing food flavors and profiles and history. And um, just I was even listening to you back then. I was mind blown. and so <laughs> now we are back and wanting to catch up with you. First of all, like, how did you manage the last year, 2020? What was that like for you in terms of maybe the things you planned to do and how they turned out or not? Oh, my. So the last year, 2020, was interesting. I started off the year with a couple of girlfriends who were doing our goal setting and vision boarding which was amazing because I, I don't get to do that often. And mm. it was just nice to have it on paper, listen to their big dreams and think, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, let, let me let, let me try and get a, a serious hat on and, you know, actually not be afraid to put something, put a goal down. So I remember having some goal. I wanted to save a certain amount of money. I wanted to you know, start coming out. I, I don't know why I do this or feel this, but, you know, when people meet me, they're like, oh, you do this? I didn't know you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you don't promote yourself. You don't talk about it. And I thought, wow, I don't know how much more I can try and talk about it. <laughs> you know, let me try. Let me try. So I had said, you know, I, I, it would be good to perhaps write a paper, contribute mm. to some conferences or symposiums on food, you know, put um, a, a touch of African cuisine yeah. flavor to some conferences or put um, an African face behind the information yeah. because people are writing about African spices, people are writing about culture, but I find that they're doing it from the colonial perspective perspective why not it's their story you know it's their story it's their platform so I thought I should do that what else did I think I would do just get my projects off the ground um which which will probably bring me back to 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 something I had said on on the episode with you a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago but I had said I need to try and get more content more filming done right i remember professionally so so that was it how it actually went <laughs> well the world closed yeah. the borders closed here for 6 months 6 or 7 months nigeria mm. was closed um i and it, it, at the beginning of the year i was ready to go i had approached some companies I had said, look, I want to, I want to do this kind of um, sort of food exhibition. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, sure. Write a proposal, come right. to us. It, it didn't happen. You know, we all went on lockdown. Um, so, so, so that didn't happen. I didn't write any, well, 
Having said that, I, <laughs> I, 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 didn't write, I did not write the papers that I thought I would write. This would be more geared towards academics, you know. Uh, but I actually did get to write some essays, you know, things that I wasn't expecting mm. that actually they came about, which is great. It's a great win. I, I wrote this article for Amex Essentials. Um, it was just an introduction to West African food. It was, okay. it was basically an article introducing people who were, who were none the wiser to West African food. That did really, really well. What else happened? A friend of mine, yeah, during lockdown, as, as um, the world going virtual, whilst in some regards we lost out on opportunities, in other from another angle, it leveled the table. It brought mm. us closer. Yeah. It, it got me into places I would otherwise not be able to access either because of distance or because of my, my current family situation. So middle of the year, I, a friend of mine who she's like the head of infrastructure at a law firm, you know, in London, she, she said to me, she does Africa week in her office every year. You know, she because she wants that's that's her contribution to yeah. diversity. We caught up and she said, "Listen, we're doing this thing virtually. We're going to have a podcast. Can we talk to you about food? Can we talk to you about the situation?" This was also right in the heat of Black Lives Matters. Mm, yeah, and it seemed a lot of organizations. I mean, she's always been doing that. She's been doing that for years. But a lot of other organizations became more woke. So <laughs> yeah. this, this was the time to. You know, you hit you hit the iron whilst it's hot. Right, exactly. So said, okay, let's talk about food. Let's talk about why you think uh, there there's there's there are less black food focused or less African food restaurants or establishments in the UK. And can you do a recipe video for us okay. so that we can share? Do it on your YouTube channel and let's share. So I I did that. That was great. That was like. Producing content, but having it, you know, almost partnering with somebody else, yeah. which I like doing. I think you have a greater reach when you do that. I love working with people. So I did the Red Red video on my YouTube channel. Mm. And I mean, I, I, I rejigged my YouTube channel last year. It had been inactive for about five or six years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I, yes, I, 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 I refreshed it. That video has done really well. And I recorded it in a way that was quite engaging and really um, full of storytelling. It, it did really well. So that video and the recipe I wrote along mm. with it, plus the photos I took, really grew legs because um, when I wrote the article for Amex, we were able to reference that video. Oh, nice. um, we were able to use photographs I had taken the year before, but never had time to use. You know, so we had the Amex article. A few weeks later, I did a, a red red workshop with the Guild of Food Writers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that went incredibly well. Incredibly well. And, and and we did it virtually. I mean, I had wanted to do an in-person mm. workshop with them. But again, COVID happened. There was a downside, but the upside was it brought us closer and it made yeah. something possible. It was thoroughly enjoyed. We had people, authors such as um, 
Elizabeth Luard. I don't know if you know her, but she's mm. she's a British writer. Okay. You know, she's in the 80s. She attended and she had really good things to say about it, which, you know, I'm really chuffed about, really yeah. chuffed about. <laughs> and then a little bit after that, um, I got contacted by... Um, it was a member of the Guild of Food Writers uh, who was looking for something for the week junior. You know, like I said, Black Lives Matters, mm. strike the iron off the cot. People were looking to to highlight, um, you know, to add more diversity. So we started off with the Kele, Kelewele thing because I recommended plantains, yeah. you know, for food is very easy. Couldn't find a great photo. And they said, look, what about your red red? Because I had the photos. Wow. You know, so that, <laughs> sounds like Red Red was your theme. <laughs> I said, Red Red gave me wings last year. <laughs> you know, in the most unexpected way. Yeah, so, wow. so I wrote an article. I had a friend who, you know, her kids, you know, pointed out my article in the magazine. So I had friends sending me photos from London. I hadn't even seen it. And they, they, they uh, linked to my video. So I've had a lot of people coming to my YouTube channel saying, I read your article in The Week Junior. And honestly, it's a great recipe. It's a great <laughs> video. <laughs> We've had a lot of good things. That's, so that's, that was Yeah. That's it's amazing. And we should, you yeah. should, um, if you can, after this, maybe share um, pictures and a link to the video so that when, when this comes out, we can share that as well so that people, more people can, can, can get into Red Red. But as you were speaking, actually, made me wonder, because, yeah, I forgot. Well, I did not forgot, but I, um, I guess the intensity of that moment has sort of, especially with everything else that's going on in the U.S. lately, um, has yeah. sort of um, escaped my mind in terms of how, voraciously people were looking for so you know quote-unquote diverse content and I wonder in your conversation especially that first one where you were um, interviewed about why uh, black food was not as represented in the UK landscape like what was your response to that what was your general response to that I'm curious I I had said listen um my feeling, and I'm going by feelings because I have not, I don't have the data. I haven't mm. done a yeah. massive amount of research, you know. This is just, it's my observation and these right. are my thoughts. But the market is owned and controlled by certain people mm. who have the upper hand. So I think, I think, I think, I think there's that. I think people like listening to people who look like them. Yeah, I think, I think also there is um, less access to capital. Um, so, so I think it, I think it's a combination of those which makes selling African food, you know, with 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 um, a lot more infrastructure, it can be a hard sell. So, I think uh, a number of these contribute to that and. And I do believe uh, I, I answered along those lines yeah. that I find that I find that all too often we have some blonde bombshell who <sighs> may travel to Zimbabwe yeah. and or for a month and come back with the most amazing, you know, book deal on African cuisine. And it's not it's not merited. I mean, come on, who yeah. spends 
a few weeks somewhere or, 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 or somebody else can actually sell, they can secure a book deal as an expert in Nigerian cuisine before they've even traveled. You know, the yeah. publishers just have faith that they'll do it. Whereas people who are qualified, you know, they, they'll just say, well, there aren't any Nigerian chefs or there aren't any people who know enough about Ghanaian food. And you wonder why they so confidently state these right. things. It's because they're speaking amongst themselves. They only want to hear from people who look like them. So I think this Black Lives Matters have made people more sensitive to this. And I think people who are speaking out more, like, uh, I don't know if you followed, but uh, Zoe... John yeah. mm-hmm. has been very outspoken. <laughs> yeah, you know, when she took over Nigella Lawson's yeah. Instagram, yeah. Mm-hmm. that feed went black, y'all. <laughs> 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 you know, for someone who wouldn't have known, they would have been like, "What the hell yeah. happened?" You know, yeah, he really she went there, and I think we have to do it because we are otherwise unheard, muted, ignored, yeah. and unseen. And yeah. unseen. I think it's it's just it's just people were not sensitive to it. So there's yeah, a combination of things. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that it took <laughs> it took what it took to to yeah. have people, you know, all of a sudden open their eyes. So I guess if you will anyway. All right. So so that was last year. You actually did quite a lot. I guess I don't know if you sense that as you talked about it, but you actually did quite a bit. Um, I, I I think we always think we haven't done mm. much until we look back and start taking stock. So, you know, here's a lesson for everyone. Look, what you focus on increases and it magnifies. So focus on the wins because mm-hmm. there's always work that never saw a light of day. There's always so much that never sees light of day. It doesn't mean you haven't won elsewhere. Yeah. You know, so, that's, that's a yeah. good lesson. Even for me, even like I, um, <laughs> I haven't taken usually by this time. Like I also, I do vision boarding and actually just reminded one of my girlfriends over the weekend that we need to do a virtual vision boarding. And I usually by this time I would have done it, but I've kept it off because I think to your point, just in some ways there's a fear of looking back and thinking like I didn't do much last year in terms of all of the plans I had and, um, but I'm sure when I, t- you know, take the time to take true stock, <laughs> there'll be stuff that I will will have, you know, will come up with and be like, wow, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> it wasn't so yeah. bad. Um, so it's a new year. It's we, we are what, 11 days or so into January. What what are your new plans for for, you know, for the upcoming year in terms of the African food space? Oh my. So I haven't I haven't done my planning and vision boarding yet. <laughs> but I, I I'm always working, you know. I'm I'm just one of those people who I always end up putting too much on my plate yeah. rather than not enough. So I I I have been working on a food memoir. Oh Men. I mean, this is something that it was on my plate and somebody had been on my back, you know, so, you know, more like a mentor, but it's a colleague from the Guild of Food Writers. She's been on my back since end of 2019 when we're talking about it, because I thought, 
you know, I went around. A lot of people have expected an African food book from me, you know, just because of the work I do. Mm. And and I, I think there will be one, but it's not something I want to be done or written by just me. It's not possible. I mean, I'm just one person, Africa's entire continent. Right. That has to be... That has to be the work of of of, of many of people. people. Yeah. So it's yeah. the intent is for it to be truly like African in terms of covering yeah. the continent. So okay. that we can own it. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not something that should be owned by one person. How arrogant would it be? That's just me. I mean, somebody else will pop to two countries and they'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it. It doesn't sit well with me. So I had mulled over idea upon idea upon idea. Where should I go? And then I would share stories and memories you know, with, with, with colleagues in the food space. And then one person said, look, why don't you do a food memoir? And I said, oh, okay. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that idea. And then I sat on it for eight or nine <laughs> months. <laughs> because, you know, when it comes to writing, you have to just write. You have to, at some point, you have to stop thinking and just and write. Just because write, I thought... Yeah. Why would anyone want to hear what I have to say? Oh, you How have a boring. lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah. So, I've started writing. Oh, good. I've started Great. writing. It's, it's a work in progress. I have started writing. It's taking a lot. So that, that work has started and it will mm. be 100% my own. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody can write my story before right. me. It will be 100% my own. So... I, I I have that on my plate. Uh, last year, I had planned to do some kind of um, African food symposium or exhibition, uh, which hmm. which it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I didn't feel like I had had enough. Pe- no, you know, it takes people. It takes team up to do these yeah. things. So um, I've chatted to my friend, who, a friend of mine who has a lot of experience in in putting exhibitions together. She actually does work for Art X. So she's given me some tips and she said she's seen some exhibitions before and they just lacked the storyline. So she said, if you focus on one thing and build up a storyline. So I thought, okay, let me, let me do round two. So let's hope that happens this year. (laughs) Let me know. Let me know if you decide to do, especially, I mean, if, if you did it, I'm sure it's probably in Lagos, but if you wanted to do something in Accra, definitely let me know. I would be open to, to working with you on that just because of stuff I'm trying to get done in Accra as well. And I think that that would be, um, it would be an interesting component of that we can that we can talk about offline <laughs> but yeah 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 okay thank you thank you for that because uh, working together is is always great i mean i i have to say i i need more friends than anything i need more friends and colleagues <laughs> than anything because my life my life is so busy i mean that was my my plans in the african food space but you know outside of that i i am a person i have I have a family. I've got four kids right. and, you know, I saw stars last year in the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I can only imagine. Many, many parents around the world can yeah. relate that. That pandemic 
brought a lot of us to our knees. I mean, yeah. I don't think homeschooling is my calling. <laughs> as much as I, I, you know, we, we had to do it. It's, it's, it was a hard year, all-consuming. Everything yeah. went to the kids, even my laptop. You know, one, one device isn't working, so yeah. my laptop went to one child, which meant I was supporting them for, you know, 75% of the day and then just had wee hours to do right. my thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's been something else, yeah. but we moved forward. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We, we moved forward. One, one question I'm asking everybody, especially because of how daunting last year seemed and maybe even some bringing some of that energy into 2020, um, as we wrap up the conversation is like, what are you most excited about? Like, I want to have you in your inspiration, happy, happy feels. When you think about the upcoming year, what are you most excited about? It can be with your food work or what you're seeing in the food space in general. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm most, you know, the end of 2020 brought in a lot of surprises. I, I, I had, I had intended to do things, they didn't happen, but then uh, um, partnerships and collaborations came about, Yeah, you know, which meant, you know, I was earning some money that I hadn't, I hadn't, <laughs> thought I would earn, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot more of that. I'm looking forward to, I think people are now finding a way to cope with this right. yeah. thing and people are moving forward. So I'm really looking forward to to doing a little bit more, um, perhaps even in the content space, find a team rather than do everything myself. Yeah. You know, I've, I've I've got a few savings that I can spend mm-hmm. here and there. You know, so 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 try and do that. So I'm just looking forward to working with people, doing a little bit more, going further by working as a team. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. I'm That's really awesome. all yeah, about we, that. We should we should talk at some point um and then finally how can the audience support you everybody that's listening to your story whether they are you know local in lagos or nigeria or you know anywhere around the world um how can they support what was that all right Yes, I'm, 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 I'm ready to roll. My wish list, people. My, <laughs> <laughs> my wish list. So, so I am going to share uh, um, links to, to that YouTube video. Okay, Please sure. watch it. A lot of the few people that have watched it think it's awesome. Please watch it and share it because it's going to help me get going. Um, I'm, I'm hopefully very close towards um, taking a few boxes on my YouTube channel so that I can actually monetize and that will help. That will help sustain things. So please definitely watch and share. There's a lot of information there. So much information there. And one other thing is, um, I didn't mention it, but I accidentally stumbled into the Reddit thing without, um, (laughs) I did not mean to, I mean, and I feel like a dinosaur on Reddit. But I posted something. It got three thousand five hundred, over three thousand five hundred updates overnight. Four hundred comments, and they basically said, "Start a West African food sub." So I started that, and we were at about eight hundred people. So if there are any Reddit um, users out there, look up our subreddit, 
join it because I I actually have made it a habit to share African-themed podcasts on Fridays. So oh, I'll great. actually be sharing. I've shared a few of yours, uh, Yon. Oh, so I'll actually you. be sharing more. We'll be sharing more because we have people who are so curious from all over the world. Oh, Not that's awesome. African, yeah. So definitely. Been- <laughs> definitely. Please send me those links so I can share them out um, with people. So the Reddit, the YouTube um that's fantastic I, I didn't even know see i like you i also feel like a dinosaur i also i stumbled into um clubhouse and it's like Ooh, yeah so I it's it's I, I feel like it's a hit or miss you know there sometimes i stumble into great conversations other times i'm just like what am i doing here <laughs> yeah, <information> so, <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's I, I you know they and they they continue to tweak things so hopefully it becomes a little bit more streamlined and easier to find the things you're looking for right now it just seems like a hodgepodge you're lucky if you stumble on something that's great um and all of that but Good stuff. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, it was a pleasure to catch up with you and chat again. I'm excited for what's coming up for you. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, definitely want to chat. I'm also like you, I think. I've been doing this solo too for quite a bit now. And one of the things that I really want to work on now is collaborating more with people because I think there's a lot more we can get done, right? Otherwise, things sit on the shelf because we don't have the manpower to, to do it, to do it all. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, for sure. But uh, you, you do whatever it is you're doing so well, Yorm. You know, oh, I should take a Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It doesn't feel that way, but thank you for saying that. No, no, no. I, I, I think we always feel a certain way because we know how much we're putting into it. But mm. from afar, look, even if your IG gets six likes, people are coming saying, man, you're getting so much engagement because oh, yeah. people are engaging with you outside of Instagram. Yeah, you know? for sure. So mm-hmm. that that is, that is, I will say, is one of the lessons I've taken from, I took from 2020 in that, like, if I looked at my, well, the visible engagement behind the scenes in terms of reach and whatnot that people can see is like, you know, amazing. And then just in terms of the opportunities that come my way. And I think also, like you said, part of it is probably fueled by people wanting to be more diverse. But I got, you know, a lot more speaking engagements, a lot more people reaching out, you know, for me to mm-hmm. be an ex, a quote unquote expert. Like I, it still feels like a weird thing to say I'm like an African food expert, but, um, yeah, so yeah, that also happened for me in that in that vein. So um, definitely agree with you on you know, in, you know Instagram likes versus actual um, impact for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank oh, you. Then. Yeah, this was great. That's thank you so much. Always a pleasure chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Item 13, an African food podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Item 13 Podcast. Item 13 is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org.
connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.